Welcome back to a special edition Friday, you guys hardly ever hear from me on Fridays, episode of my new podcast, Let It Out with Katie Del Bout. it kind of rhymes, and I love it. So today's episode is 17 questions, and don't count them because it might be slightly more or slightly less than 17, but that's the original amount that I had for none other than New York Times bestselling author, Gabrielle Bernstein. You know I love her. She's been on the show a couple times before, and I know you'll love this episode too. Really quick, if you do like it and you want to support the show, there's lots of ways you can do so. You can tell a friend about it. You can leave a review on iTunes. That doesn't cost a thing. And you can also support the show by signing up for Gabby's Spirit Junkie Masterclass through my link. It just tells her that I sent you, and it's really helpful. So if you do decide to sign up for her Spirit Junkie Masterclass, I've already talked about it a ton, so I'm not even going to talk about it anymore. But the way to do that is through the link in the show notes, or just simply going to my website, katiedelbot.com slash masterclass and all the info will come up there. So enjoy the episode with Gabby. I'll talk to you guys next week. All right, everybody. None other than New York Times bestselling author, amazing spiritual teacher, and also my friend and mentor and one of the kindest people I've ever met in my life. Gabby Bernstein is here with me on the phone, on video, right now. How are you, Gabby? I'm so good. I love being with you, honey. Yay! 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 Shake it out! This is what we do. I do this all the time when I need to, like, shake something off. I just think of that meditation that we love, and I think of you, and I just shake my arms wildly. I do it a couple times a day, at least. Um, All right. So I'm here with Gabby, like I said, and I have got her for 17 questions. We've got time on the clock. We only have 17 questions. Let's go. Let's do this. You ready? Ready. Okay. So favorite song right now, song of the summer. What have you been listening to on repeat lately? Oh, wow. Um, Well, as we were just talking, I went to see Florence last week. So I have been listening to the dog days song like over and over and over since the show so, so it's actually my favorite song in the whole show and uh so i've had that on repeat since since last week it was i actually started you sent me a snapchat of it and so then i was like i need to re-listen to that song i haven't listened to it for like a bunch of summers but i remember it was the eat pray love trailers song in the movie trailer for eat pray love and so i always think of like yeah yeah, i always think of and and i was traveling in europe that summer so i always like have these really good you know a song can just like give you a good connotation and her shake it out song i always think of you because of our meditation um all right favorite place you've traveled to in the last year oh um i so many um I had a really good experience in Austin a few weeks ago or a month ago. Um, and maybe it was less about Austin, but more about the people I was yeah, with. Yeah. But Austin's cool. I think it's a hit place. It's super cool. I have family there, actually. Um, I also loved Whistler. I went to Whistler last, in the last six months. 
Um, yeah, so many places. Whistler was really nice. So cool. I've never been there. I'll have to visit. But I love Austin. Um, what's the biggest lesson you've learned recently, like in the last year? Uh, uh, get real about what's up or it will keep showing up. Mm. So good. Greatest lesson about family. Mm, good one. Um, don't be afraid to feel rage. Mm -hmm. Greatest lesson about relationships. Be authentic. Greatest lesson you learned about mentorship. When it comes to having a mentor, give, give, give to them as you have, you have been given so, so generous with me as my friend and my mentee. Um, and the same for me with my mentor. It's like my mentors, I just always been of the mindset that I am here to serve, be of service to them because their work and their presence has served me in so many ways. So I actually don't really ask my mentors for much other than, you know, obviously spiritual guidance or help, but, but I don't ask them for, you know, too much worldly things. Um, just because I feel like the, the, they've given me so much just in their teachings and who they are. Yeah. And I think the beauty of now is that you can have mentors regardless of whether you know them in person or not and just yep. follow their work online, which is great. Um, what is the greatest lesson you've learned recently in career slash entrepreneurship? Hire people, hire good people and just don't be afraid to just spend a lot of money hiring really good people <laughs> and whatever a lot of money means to you right now. It's worth every fucking penny. Mm -hmm. And I was severely understaffed for 15 years. And only in the last um, four, three months have I actually like hired the proper staff of people. And it's saving my life. It's literally saving my life. Oh, that's okay. so amazing. I recently hired someone to help me with the podcast. And I totally feel the same way. doesn't matter how much you pay them. It doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter where you are in your career. Like, I wish I had been doing this even when I was just living hand to mouth. I wish I had had that mentality of hiring people, you know, not spending more than I had, but, but hiring people to support me. Yeah, totally. That's such a good one. What do you think are some qualities that make a successful entrepreneur? Well, definitely back to the hiring, like the skill set of being able to hire well, like I didn't actually... Um, I attracted a lot of the people that have worked with me, which has been sort of like a natural thing. But my husband happens to be really good at hiring. And so that's a new skill set that I admire in an entrepreneur. And he's been kind of cleaning up everything and hiring a bunch of folks to help us. Um, I think that, that one of the key things for being an entrepreneur is to be willing to work your ass off, but, don't, but not at the expense of your well-being. And I, I, I see a lot of people just worked and then stopped living and I was one of those people and so especially easy when you're you're passionate about your work and your work is serving a lot of people mm -hmm. you just sort of have a lot of excuses for workaholism so I would just say be really conscious of that yeah that was a big one for me really recently I really just transferred my addictions that I had with food and body to work and yeah. then I woke up one morning and I was like oh I need to focus on my life, and that's it's the true. path that I'm on now. getting that now, Katie. Yeah. Good. I was going to have to have a little sit down with you about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a process, I like you were saying, but... No, I'm going to write a book about work addiction one day. Oh, it's good. Like, there's no 12-step meeting for work addicts, but it's like yeah. one of the 
And there it is. And it's kind of celebrated in a way. It's 100% celebrated. It's like people always would celebrate me. Oh my God, I can't believe how much you do. I can't yeah, believe me too. Yeah. I can't believe how much you've created. And it's like, I look back and I'm like, that is sick. It is yeah. not right what I was doing without any support or without the right support. Yeah. Okay, well, because we're talking about that, I'm going to separate these next two questions. So I want to know what makes you most proud about your life first, and then what makes you most proud about your career second? So I think what makes me most proud about my life is my willingness to look at my fear and move through it. Um, to, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not an avoider, and I, I want to heal. Uh, we all have a reason that we need to heal, many maybe. Um, what makes me so most happy about my career mm -hmm. uh, is just the people that I get to touch and the people that the, the, that have the willingness to open up to the work that I'm giving. I mean, it's like, it, it's just such a blessing to be able to share something that you believe has transformed you with people who are ready to receive it. And that's honestly like the greatest, greatest gift and pleasure for me. Mm, me too. <laughs> Um, okay, so I always joke with people, but I, it's kind of not really a joke that you created your Spirit Junkie Masterclass specifically for me. And I obviously know it helps a lot of other people too, but I really want to know, and I've already told my listeners this, that I've had such an impactful experience with it, but I want to know from you, why did you decide to create it? When was the moment that you decided to create it, and how has it met those expectations or exceeded those expectations now that it's become what it is now and has this big digital presence? First of all, I, I did create it for you in a sense because there's, there's thousands of you out there in the sense of people who are on this path of personal growth and development who have a call within them to carry their message in an authentic way who are ready to take it to the next level. Like in your case, you're ready to go to the next level. In some people's cases, they're just ready to gain the confidence to, to step out and start. Mm -hmm. um, but it's all the same, right? It's people that are ready to just be given permission to go. Yeah. Permission, the business building tools, the marketing chops, and the spiritual foundation to say yes to their dreams, whether it be professional or personal. And I created this training because I started to see so many people in my world, much like you, just wake up, wake up, wake up, and just start to get really elevated by their own personal practice. And in their personal development, they started to hear an inner voice saying, I got to share this, which is your story, right? It's like, I got to start my podcast, or I got to write my blog, or I got to get the word out, or I got to do my book, or I got to share this in my, my existing career, right? And I felt a very strong level of responsibility that if I was going to teach people how to wake up, I also had to teach them how to share what they were learning and to share what they were experiencing. And so that's why I created the training and it became very, very clear to me. And I think I always sort of had intuitive hits throughout my career that I was going to create a school. I actually like used to channel that a little bit in my, early in my career when I would just be in my own meditation practice. I would see a school. Like I was like, I'm going to have a school. And this is my school. This is Spiritual Key Masterclass is my school. It's, it's a training for, for, <clears throat> for people on a personal growth path, a path of personal growth and spiritual development who want to share that inspiration and wisdom with the world in their own unique ways. And people do it through podcasts and blogs and coaching and, 
and and yoga, but they also do it in their law firms. And that we mm-hmm. had five lawyers in our last live training, cool. maybe even more. There might be like seven, and it was literally this massive group of lawyers, um, people in the profession of fashion or people in the profession of of theater or art, and they're using this masterclass training to one gain the confidence to step up and rise up, and two to really just to just own their voice and own their confidence. And, and then also to get the business building tools and the marketing tools to, to get it out into the world. Because it's one thing to have the confidence to do it, and it's another thing to know how to. Yeah. And so I created the digital training, which is out right now. Right now. Training. Because so many people kept saying, we only have 300 tickets in New York City. We keep it small just because we need to have some level of intimacy at that event. Even though 300 sounds like a lot, but it's not. And so we'd keep it small. And then people, not everybody could travel to New York or the weekend wasn't available. And so I was getting emails from people all over the world. Can you make it online? Can you bring it online? Can you bring it online? And I just, I honestly, like you guys asked for it, so I had to do it. And so we've, we've I've made it, it's a, over 20 hours of content and it's live from the live trainings, from all three live trainings. And the content is amortized over eight modules. And so it's this really beautiful learning experience yeah. because you can watch the live event beautifully shot you feel like you're in the room yeah you have to put your headphones on and you feel like you're in the room yeah I've done both and it's the same yeah. you feel the same yeah yeah I mean, some people have gone through digital and they've come through live and they just say that they had like an equally profound experience it sounds like you said that you know it's like and different in some ways the best thing about digital is that the content never never ends every yeah. year adding on to it that's what's crazy I honestly had to text my friend our mutual friend Steph when I was talking to people about spiritual people have been sending me a lot of questions and I was like wait they don't get lifetime access to this and it keeps getting bigger and bigger and she's like no they do and I was like wait what like this is insane this is like so like it's right now it's three times you know the first one session of live you know so it's just there's so much info packed in there and it's just going to get growing and growing and growing we're adding almost seven more hours. Um, oh my gosh! From from the last live to this one, yeah, it's so amazing. So, you asked your mentor, Marianne Williamson, a long time ago, how you can teach and share your message with your generation. And I don't know if you remember this, Gabby, but I called into your radio show. That was the first time we ever spoke. Of course, and I remember. I was twenty-two years old. And I was a mess (laughs) and I called in on the phone and there was like, I don't know, 30 seconds left. And it's like, bring on what you were like, let's do one more caller. And it was me. And you were like, oh my gosh, you're so great. You're the guru. Just be real. And you just said all of these powerful things in that 30 seconds that changed my life. And you're like, connect with me online and I'm going to help you because I can't do it right now because I have to get off the air. And that was my call to say, how can I share this message with my generation? And now you made Spirit Junkie Masterclass for me. That's really what I think this call was. And so many more people like me. And it's so beautiful that you give these examples of starting a podcast or a blog or writing a book of the things that can happen after Spirit Junkie Masterclass. And I love that I get to be an example of a bunch of those things. And it's so cool. So actually like a big example I share a lot because so many of our alumni have gone on to, you know, get published and do TED Talks or start their podcast or put their blog out in a bigger way. And you are definitely one of those prime examples. Yeah. Well, it's an honor. So what do you think that your 25 year old self would have said about where you are in your life right now? That might make me cry. (laughs) Um, 
I'm seriously going to cry. I think that my 25-year-old self would say, girl, you did good. You did. She's right. Mm. I just want to, I'm giving you a hug through Skype right now. <laughs> Can you feel it? <laughs> so I know that you used to journal a lot when you were younger. And I know that you know that I love the practicing of practice of journaling, but what was that experience like for you when you would journal when you were younger? When you pull out your journal now, what is it like for you? And how does it allow you to be present and connect? You know, I think there's something sort of sad. It's like I used to, my practice of journaling was before I went to bed. And that was like ritual. Like I have thousands of journals, right? But when I moved in with my now husband, I stopped journaling because I was in bed with someone, mm -hmm. you know? So I kind of, Thanks to you and your book, I actually was really inspired to get back into journaling. So I started like trying to journal after I meditated or bringing it back into my life in different ways. And so it's still a goal because I really need it. And actually, particularly right now, I feel like I need it. Yeah. You know, yeah. some of the things I'm going through. So I feel like, um, yeah, it's funny how you get into a practice and it's like, this is the only way I do it. But that's right, not right, it. Right. There's a million other ways I can journal. And so I think it's time to get back in. Thank you for asking. Cool. I'm gonna. Can I send you a specific um, episode? Episode. <laughs> I wish there were episodes. A specific tool for my book that I think would be really good yes. for you. Yes. Okay, cool. I'm excited. Um, all right. I'm gonna prescribe that. So, what is something in all of your years of meditation that has surprised you about meditation? Um. You know, I just learned a new meditation practice. I'm speaking at this meditation event this weekend for this event called the this program called the Heartfulness Institute. And there is this new meditation practice that's just like 30 minutes just focusing attention on your heart. And that was sort of surprising to me because like at first it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Like am I visualizing? Am I sending light yeah. to my heart? Am I feeling something? Am I touching my heart? But you're not. You're just sending attention there. And that that like heartful attention has been something that since they taught me this meditation, I've been bringing it into my daily practice, and it's been just beautiful. Like it's hard to explain, and I think it's been surprising because it's not something that I think you can explain. I think it's something you have to experience. Yeah. Oh, that's really fascinating. I love that. So you just wrote a new book, and we won't talk about this too much because I think we can talk about this maybe another time too. But I just have to tell you that I'm. I already told you this on Snapchat, but I'm obsessed with the cover. Like not to judge a book by a cover, but I just can't wait to add, yeah, I can't wait to add it to my shelf, um, my Gabby collection. But what um, about this book is different from your other books, or is there just like a one-liner that we can get excited about? You know, this book is probably the deepest of all my books, and it's very timely. Um, the, so the, the subject, it's called The Universe Has Your Back, Transform Fear into Faith. And we're walking around with a tremendous amount of fear and uncertainty. And so I wrote this book to give people a deep dive back into their relationship to a higher power of their own understanding so that they could feel a sense of connection, a sense of safety in these uncertain times. And so there's beautiful lessons and beautiful tools and all these great messages throughout the book. But most importantly, there's um, a direct through line back to your relationship to a higher power. Cool. Well, first of all, the cover really reflects that, I feel like. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. It really yeah. It's very mature and it's just, I don't know, it's, I like all of your book covers, but 
Aang's book cover was so perfect for Aang, you know, and it just really speaks to the book that you're on. And yeah, I love that. And then going back to what we were talking about before about Spirit Junkie Masterclass and how there were lawyers in the room and there were, you know, politicians and there were all of these different people, especially speaking to like the things going on in the world, that connection to a higher power of our own understanding is, as you always say, and just being in the flow, being connected, feeling that force is so important for everybody in any job, not just entrepreneurs, anyone doing anything. If we could all be in that space, the world would just be this beautiful utopia wellness wonderland. So I yeah. just, yeah, I yeah, think I got that's really, really powerful. That's, you know, that being the reason why I created the training as well was just because I feel that we have so many voices of negativity and fear and, and, and uh, racism and I mean, just even with our fucking candidates, you know, it's like the, the, the stories and the, the, the chaos coming out of people's mouths that we need to have more people waking up to an empowering conversation. And so that's why this training is very much a leadership training for spiritual people, spiritual entrepreneurs, spiritual business people, so that they can bring that message out into their world in a very profound way because man, yeah. Yeah, totally. So to lighten things up a little bit, what is something that made you laugh really hard recently that you can think of maybe in the last week? Huh, I do recall laughing really hard recently, but what, oh, um, I went sailing with my father-in-law and my husband, and my father-in-law was like the whole time, like, I love when things go wrong because that's such an adventure. And we're like, you know, just about to come come into the, I don't even know what it's called, but like head into the channel and the motor stops because you're just motoring in and the mo- you know, the sail's down and the motor breaks. And so my husband and my father-in-law like try to like bring the boat to a buoy while we wait for the sea tow to come. And I was sitting under, under the boat just laughing my <laughs> ass off because these two guys are just bugging, you know? And it was really funny. It was so funny. I Isn't it, it funny that like the things that might not see, like you're not supposed to laugh at are always like the funniest things. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like it's so, it's so funny. So cool. what is something that you ate that was just really delicious recently? Maybe tell me about that pizza I saw on your Instagram from Wanderlust. People, yes. They put this like delicious cabbage salad on top of this insanely delicious gluten-free pizza. It looked so it's good. the most amazing meal I've ever had in my whole life. It's amazing. Yeah, after all of those photos, I was like, next time you're speaking at Wanderlust, I'm coming with you. Because, just for the pizza. Yeah. yeah, just for the pizza and to hang out with you. Um, all right, what is something that you've read or watched recently that you want to recommend for people? Um, I'm reading um, Marianne Williamson's new book, From Tears to Triumph, which I find to be a beautiful book. And I'm reading a bunch of galleys right now. My friend Regina Thomas Hauer, a.k.a. Mama Gina, has written a book called Pussy. <laughs> oh, cool. Great title. So, it's coming out like two weeks before my book. And um, I just read the galley. I think it's fantastic. And, oh, that's so cool. She's yeah, really cool. cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I'm changing the name of my podcast and all of my work. I don't know if I told you that. Oh my God. Yeah, so I'm shifting away from the Wellness Wonderland. It served me for a long time, but now the show is called Let It Out with Katie Dalebout. Great. Great, love it, love yeah. it, love it. And there's a new little jingle, so you'll get to hear that. Anyway, so the last question now is what is something within you now that you still want to let out? 
rage and anger. <laughs> I know that sounds scary, but it's actually really healthy. Um, I think so many of us walk around with so much like unfelt rage and anger, yes. trauma and wounds. And I'm only kind of just visiting them for the first time. So I'm just like, really want to let them out, Katie. Like that is my prayer to you and to God. It's like, let me let it out. Because let it out. That's your mantra. So suppress it, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah. That's such yeah. a good mantra for you right now. Yeah. My book title, let it out is your new mantra. That's amazing. So thank mm -hmm. you so much for being my mentor and my friend. Thank you for creating Spirit Junkie Masterclass Digital. Thank you for creating the in-person one. Thank you for creating all of your books. I love you so much. Thank you for being here. Is there anything that you wished I would have asked or that you want to talk more about? No, I love you. I think this is beautiful. And yeah, and if people feel called to get the digital, there's probably only a few days left to get it. So it's, it's open until June 26th. Yes. Link is in the show notes. Link is in the description box below. I've got a bunch of bonuses, and you've already heard all about those. So we'll talk to you soon. Love you, Gab. Mm -hmm.